I've recently had to delete some X's from my Instagram, and that's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do going through all that. I don't know what you do when it's your team and it's everything. Hey, yo, this is Fantasy on Draft. Welcome to episode 26. I'm your host, NMFL. Hosting with me today, Maddie Saddy. What up, Maddie? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Good, good. Joe Griff, how are you today, Joe? Hey, I am good. Happy to be here as always. Yeah, I'm excited for today's episode. We we're gonna do some trades. We're gonna we're gonna talk trades, do's and don'ts, and yeses and nos, and ins and outs. And we're gonna talk. We pulled some trades that have happened in our leagues or in other leagues around, and we're kind of just gonna discuss, decide which sides we like. Um, little housekeeping, just get it out of the way. You're already hearing us, but reminder, we are now on Spotify, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Apple Podcasts. We actually just got on Amazon Music as well. You can find us there. We'd love to have you find us and rate us and review on Apple. That always helps, helps people find us. And for some reason, Apple's the only one that lets you rate it. It's weird. I, I mean, I guess Spotify, you can give us five stars, but you can't say anything. So, you know what I mean? If you don't have anything nice to say, go to Spotify. <laughs> if you have something nice to say. <laughs> just going to give you guys the stars. I'm not going to tell you the. <laughs> exactly. Um, we have a Facebook page. It's at Fantasy on Draft Podcast. We have a Bad Fantasy Football Trades page, which we like to talk more trades on there too, but mostly the bad kind, the kind that none of us offer, of course. And we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy on draft. We'd love to have you check us out there. It's a way for you can help support the show financially if you'd like. For as little as $1 an episode, you can help support us and keep this podcast running. Keep us talking in your ear holes. Seriously, even a dollar an episode equals, you know, about a cup of coffee a month. It really helps us out a bunch. And we've been doing some different stuff. We got our Discord going. That's been fun. Mm-hmm. We did a mock draft today for people on our patreon i think there was five of us there that was kind of cool um it was a way too early mock draft that mm-hmm. we'll probably talk about after we the actual draft this week and we can compare them to see what you know it's always nice to see people there as addicted to mock drafting right. as early as we are it makes us feel a little bit better about ourselves yeah. yeah looking at you ben murray you didn't check your discord in time when i talked to you this afternoon I think you know a guy. Totally. And then, yeah, like I said, we're going to talk a bunch of trades. We're going to go through some trades, and we're going to talk about how we get some trades started, how we go through negotiations, some different stuff like that. And then we'll end up with the bad trade of the week, the drunken trade of the week, which is so bad this week, I don't, I don't even know if it's real. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it might it's, be it, fake. It's a blackout trade of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, but first... Let's talk last time uh, we had a mock draft, right? We, we did a mock draft. We went through that and then... Refresh my memory. How'd that, how'd I'm that pretty sure out? we had a draft. We all went through and then we asked people to vote. Matt, do you remember that? Uh, I, vaguely, vaguely. Uh, I thought we all did a very good job equally. I think everyone had a great team. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, the results were a bit shocking out of left field. <laughs> it was basically a three-way tie. With Joe coming in first, I was in second, and Matt rounded us out. Hey, man, I'll take that bronze. But there's 12 teams. The last, <laughs> the last vote on Discord today or this week had you number one. 
I do appreciate that. I mean, it's good to know that someone else sees the light. They understand what's going on. It's good for me to know that Matt has a burner Discord account. That's <laughs> that's what I learned from that. <laughs> it's funny you think I only have one. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did was we said that Matt was going to take a shot live on the podcast, but he had a great idea, and we're changing it up a little bit today. What he's going to do is he's going to try to sneak the shot. What are we drinking? What is it, Joe? What did you? So I brought it's Patron XO Cafe. So tequila and coffee, not something I typically would put together. Sounds delicious. Dis- discontinued in 2017. <laughs> it might be. That might be how long I haven't seen it I, in a long time. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's a thing, though. So may- maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. But it is it is aged. So hopefully that means it's, it's good. Uh, from what I'm told about beer enthusiasts, that's a good thing. <laughs> absolutely a, a drink that dark it's got to be yeah so what we decided is matt's gonna try to sneak the shot in just casually throughout the show and if you hear him gag on it a little bit or if you just think you you heard him <laughs> drink it shoot us a shoot us a message let us know what time and and closest when closest person to say what time is going to win a beer yeah, I'd say like a like a good four pack. I'd say closest person, you know, this is something that's interactive for everyone. Uh, you hear me get a little bit of zip from the cafe or a little bit of draw from the tequila. And you think that's about <laughs> the time that uh, I took that shot. Go ahead and uh, give us that time. And the closest person is going to get a nice little four pack. Yeah, hit us up on Discord if you're on Patreon. Text us if you know us. Hit us on our Facebook page, whatever. Let us know and you can win a beer mm-hmm. or four. Or four. Yeah, I think four is fair. Yeah. All right, we'll get into our beer of the day. We are doing a treehouse beer. Uh, this is called Rainbow. It is a double IPA. They are out of Charlton, Massachusetts. We pulled some strings to get some treehouse sent out to us. Um, Eight point one percent. Joe, you wanna you wanna tell us what the website says? Yeah, website says uh, Rainbow is homage to our core lineup of beers, featuring bright and colorful printed cans. Our core lineup is near and dear to our efforts at Treehouse. Rainbow draws inspiration from each of them, resulting in an amalgamation of flavors that is familiar yet novel. We taste tropical fruit salad, honeyed peach, sugary mango and ripe orange juice wrapped up in a fluffy texture that is unique to Treehouse. That is amazing. You nailed Amagamagamagation. <laughs> I couldn't say it at all. He's also plays for the uh, Detroit Lions. <laughs> I also was going to say homage, so I'm just really glad you took that over. If you look at the can, Joe, have you seen the can yet, though? Uh, just from afar. Let me take it a is, look at that. So it's all their originals. Like, you can see green, you can see bright, you can see Julius, like, just little pieces oh, yeah, of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. It yeah. It is a very bright can uh, for you listening. It is, we have to wear sunglasses to look at it. It is fantastic. That is yeah. awesome, though. It's super clever. I like yeah, that. yeah. I, was, I wasn't sure exactly what the rainbow meant when I first got it. But then, yeah, when I read the description and saw that each can is kind of in there, it's kind of cool. Awesome. Um, what do you guys think? Have you tasted it yet, Matt? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, it doesn't feel like an 8.1, um, but it's really dry. I didn't think it was going to be that dry um, for, you know, double IPA, but I guess I've been drinking a lot of juices lately. I do enjoy it. I'm actually going to rate it pretty high. I'm going to give it a 8 flat out of 10. Um, very tasty, uh, easy to drink, and I think it'll uh, get you where you need to go. Yeah, Joe, what are you? What are your thoughts? Have you tried it? I, I just did. This is the uh, first time. It's I like it. The first thing that strikes me, I mean, the fluffy thing, they, the fluffy texture they described. Holy moly, that is, that's it. I mean, it is a cloudy <laughs> mouthfeel. Um, 
Yeah, a, a little, not quite as sweet uh, as I was expecting, which kind of arguably a good thing. It can be a little bit much. Um, I, I'm going somewhere around 7.5. I think it's a little, I don't know. I think I'm just kind of in a West Coast swing right now. So it is very tasty. It's very good. I enjoy the amalgamation of flavors. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, the fluffy thing is it's almost too fluffy for me. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I, I really like their Julius for the, the hazy type. I really like how that one gets a very OJ-esque flavor to it and everything. And I don't know, this one just doesn't blow me away at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's too many things amalgamated together. <laughs> and I think that's why I thought I was like, I feel like it's going to be a bit juicy. It's going to have a little bit more flavor, and it is kind of straight to the point. Um, I But I also, in some beers, that's kind of what I like about it, and that's why I rated it so high because it's just it didn't have a bunch going on. It's kind of It sounds like it should with that description, but it's just right between the eyes. To me, it's right in between what I want. I want either very sweet, juicy orange juice, mm-hmm. or I want zero sweetness, punch you in the mouth hops. Yeah. And I don't get either one of those. I I mean, it's you're right when you said it doesn't drink like an 8.1. I mean, you can could hammer this all day. But, Absolutely. But I, I, I'm probably at a 6.8. I think that it is a good beer, and I would gladly share it with you guys again anytime. But wouldn't be something that I would I would reach out for for sure. Concur. News and notes around the NFL. There's not a ton going on, but we got the draft this week, right? That's that's pretty awesome. I'm excited. I'm so fired up for it. I mean, we talked about it maybe being a down drown down draft class, but I'm super pumped because there's I think potentially a lot of movement, a lot of trades, a lot of shifting, and uh, a lot of kind of game changing draft picks coming up. There's there's quarterbacks that need to move. Jimmy G, uh, Baker. I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's some stuff that needs to go that way. And I think that's a lot of like a lot of people forget about that. The draft. It's not just okay. These guys are coming out of college. These teams are about to pick them up and they're about to start their career. It's about these organizations also manipulating what they're going to do for the next couple of years and trading those picks and deciding what they want to do. And that's huge. And that happens so often. And you know, halfway through the. Uh, the draft someone will be like yeah we're actually trading our first pick and our third pick and it just makes it so exciting even though you're not really interested you get tied into it the drama and it's fantastic totally I've heard some people talking about how you know they do round one on Thursday and then the rest of the rounds go Friday Saturday Sunday but how it's kind of going to be boring for fantasy because it's not a lot of fantasy relevant players going in the first round but I think there's been a lot of offensive linemen that are going to change, yes. you know, change some different things. I mean, I, I think it's still, though the best, you know, fantasy players may not get drafted day one, I think there's going to be a lot going on. It's going to be, like you said, it's going to be fun to to watch and see. And then, yeah, trades, who knows? That could get crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And especially with a lot of these, you know, you can't tell me that some of these star quarterbacks aren't in the ear of their general managers going, I want this guy to protect me this year. Please go right. get this guy. Yeah. It's going to happen. And, they may not be fantasy relevant, but they will be relevant, you know, in ordinance to fantasy eventually. You're not going to draft these guys, but they're going to help your start totally. players out. We we talked about trying to get together that day and watch the draft. So if you are on Patreon, I'm sure we'll be hitting up Discord. We'll be talking draft a lot that day and just posting, you know, thoughts and stuff as we're doing it that day. So if you are on Patreon, hit us up as you're watching the draft let us know what's going on we'd love to hear thoughts and you know what you think if you think it was good picks bad pick let us know there was a couple things melvin gordon this actually just popped off about an hour ago melvin gordon is back to denver uh joe you said it was a one-year deal one-year deal five million 
Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of money for. I was surprised. I think that is a lot of money. I think he's, I think he's a fantastic piece. I think they're all in right now with Russell Wilson. They they really want to get it done. Um, yeah, it feels like a lot, but he also played really well last year. I also traded you. Debo Samuels and Mark Andrews for Javante Williams. <laughs> <laughs> and it will pay off. <laughs> Give it one more year and you're going to be trade living. whisper at work. <laughs> I know. Totally. <laughs> so is next tips. year. <laughs> I think, I think Javante though, I think he'll still be fine. I mean, he I will. think, I think that they will split it a little more in his favor. Right. But I think it's good insurance. I mean, yeah, I think you're right. Russell Wilson, we're in, let's go. Let's, I mean, he'll be a second-year player, Javante will, but let's rely on somebody like Melvin Gordon that you know fourth quarter of games, you know, last drives of games, he's going to make the right decision, going to do all that. So well, I'm talk- disappointed with the Javante, but overall I think it's good. 100%. And we talk we talk a lot about, right, one guy getting run into the ground. Matt's all over it with CMC, and we worry about Barkley. And so, man, bring Javante along nice and easy. Don't put so much tread on the tires right away. You get a lot of good work out of Melvin Gordon. They both do a lot of things well. I, I get it. I mean, $5 million, yeah, yeah, sure. But in the grand scheme of things, you're paying Mike Williams $20 million right, a year. Right. Pay Melvin Gordon a little bit more and just have yourself a year. Yeah, he's a... Uh I hate to use this word, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right out of my mouth. Uh, He's expendable. It's a $5 million insurance policy. If for some reason the Broncos are down 28 to three in a game going in the fourth quarter, they're not going to put Javante Williams in a situation where he get, they're going to put, you know, check down passes to Melvin Gordon, a guy who sees in someone, Russell Wilson be like, I know what he's going to do. I can rely on him right now, but they're not putting this franchise running back out there in a game that they possibly could lose, that's not going to matter. And that's what that is. $5 million is a cheap insurance policy to make sure that you still are being competitive, but you're not costing yourself anything. I like it. Yeah, that's a good point. And last year, it was pretty crazy how much of a 50-50 split it was. Mm-hmm. Like, their touches were within a few of each other, I feel like. Yeah. So I am hoping that Javante gets more into the 60-40. I would, I would love that a little bit. Yeah. And I'm hoping that's... You know, they're saying this is our guy of the future. We need to do that. So hopefully that will happen. But I'm not out on Javante. I just no, no, no. There just was you know expectations. He's not going to be the top five guy. This there was year. a little bit of glimmer there that he was going to be the only one. And but yeah, yeah. Debo Samuel has gone kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> once you remove your team from your Instagram, you know that shit's getting wild. Yeah, this is uh, this is getting interesting. You know, as a 49ers fan, as a fellow 49ers fan, um, Joe, you don't matter. Uh, it's, you know, one of those things that we... Unless he goes to Creek. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> then Joe will be doing the next podcast by himself. <laughs> but, it, you know... Joe won't be on the next podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it uh, it's kind of scary, especially when you want him to be on your team. But I think that's the move nowadays when you can use your social media to your advantage to um, utilize what kind of contract you want or your, the demands you need. And that is something that is now instilled in you know, key players. You know, you got to know their agents are in their ear saying, hey, just delete these pictures, freak out the GM a little bit, get the franchise, kind of give you a little bit more to let them know you're serious. And this is something that's Debo's not the first one to do this. Other guys have done this as well. And Debo saw what other key players are getting. He feels like he's worth a ton of money. 
Um, and so I think he is going to pull out all the stops and try and make it happen. Does he leave San Francisco? It's, we'll see. I mean, Lynch has said, I don't see a future where he's not with the Niners. He is gung-ho on keeping him in San Francisco. But to see, you know, what's going to happen, it should be very interesting. I've recently had to delete some X's from my Instagram, and that's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do going through all that. I don't know what you do when it's your team and it's everything. That's yeah. how you let the future prospects know you're serious. <laughs> I actually, as a 49ers fan, I'm to the point where I'm ready for him to go if we get a good haul. Absolutely. Right. You know, I, if we don't have first round picks, we traded all those away for, for Trey Lance. So if we can get a first round pick or two, or if we can get a top quality player back, I'm kind of, re- I mean, if he doesn't want to be on the team, see you later. I mean, like I picture it as like Kittle, right? I mean, Kittle's like the, our heart and soul. Right. Kittle would never do anything like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, yeah. so I can't picture Kittle just being in the locker room like, oh, it's cool, man. You deleted your Instagram stuff, but you're back. Yay. Like, all right. Bye. Yeah. So we're, I mean, we're about to talk about trades, right? And trade value and how to figure things out. So part one of this for me is, yeah, this is a sell high moment. Debo is sky high right now. He had McDaniel, which he could make me run through a gap. Right. Obviously not. But, you know, he can make anyone run effectively. And Debo's like an insane talent. I'm not denying that. But he's at a very high point right now. So if the Niners can really capitalize on that, um, that would be awesome. The unfortunate thing, and this is kind of the other part about when we talk about trades, all this delete your Instagram, make it public. First of all, Lynch is not about that. No. No, he's at not. At all. No. He is about keeping yeah, it within point. the family. And Debo not only screwed the Niners by doing that, but also hurt his own stock. Because if it's silent... And people start talking and be like, hey, you know, we need a bunch of picks. Oh, God, I can't even believe I'm saying this. We might be able to trade Debo if you give us enough. Versus, hey, this guy's publicly upset. This is a shit show. Mm, we'll give you two second round picks for Debo. That's what it turns into. So you need to come at this in the right way in order to get what you need. Right. So I think Debo made a big mistake by doing that. Kyler Murray did that. He's going to stay. So it could be a whole lot of show for nothing, but if he really wants to move on or he wants to make a, a, a you know a change in the way he's used, do it differently. I completely agree, and I think that has a lot. It, you've got to realize that teams looking at him are not just thinking about talent and what they could acquire, but they're also thinking about the negative side effect, which is like, are we about to get Antonio Brown 2.0? Mm-hmm. Are we about to get this plague in the locker room that's going to throw a shit fit every time he doesn't get his way? And that's the kind of stuff when you act like a child and you start doing this. If you have demands you want to leave, there are professional ways to go about it. But when you start making a fuss like this, it does make other teams a little bit weary about, okay, yeah, you are a stud. You are top five absolute wide receiver and you can make almost any team better by you joining them. But you could also weaken them by just being a plague in the locker room and on the sidelines. And you're completely right. I think that teams are very aware of that. Also, it Debo hasn't done this a lot. Like not, I don't mean this as in the trade stuff. I mean, this is in had a season like he had, totally. you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's talk of, you hear it all the time. Guys are like, I bet on myself. I took a one year deal. I bet on myself to get uh-huh. a long year deal. Do you trust Debo to do that? I mean, he's been injured a lot. Last year, he was our whole entire offense, but running backs were hurt. Kittle was hurt. 
you know, Ayuk wasn't up to snuff. I mean, like, he had a lot of things went his way to get that. So I can kind of see the point of, you know, he wants to, like, he's not going to, he doesn't, he can't, doesn't have it where I can bet on myself and you're going to, you know, it's going to cost me more. He needs to get this hype right now. So I'm to the point too, like, yeah, you want to give me two firsts and somebody, I mean, let's do it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Gotta think and, about doing it. Absolutely. And you got to know that San Francisco thinks that way too. They're like, I don't think, I think he's going to regress. Like he could like, and, and they know he's a, he's a top tier talent, but it's like, man, we might be able to get something good enough. Sell high, sell high. Like if a team wants him bad enough, absolutely. Like, let's go. My buddy Austin floated a thing out about like, let's do, you know, him and Jimmy or something like that to Carolina for like DJ Moore in a first. And I was just like, Oh my yeah. goodness. I messed around. I said something on Discord similar, like Jimmy and Debo, what did I say, for CMC and Yeah, yeah. Maybe a smattering of picks. I don't know. I didn't look at the money, but yeah, I mean, jeez. I saw something that was uh it was Debo to Carolina. You get a first round this year and Robbie Anderson and then a first round next year. Oh yeah, year. you had mentioned that. And I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I was like, um I mean I don't want him to go anywhere, but that makes you definitely study things as the Niners. You're like, oh man, that's some good talent right there you could get. I just don't want, I, as a Niners fan, I just don't want this settle. I don't where it's like, oh, we gave him up and we got a, you know, a third and a second. Like, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. Let's, you know, yeah, let's for get sure. it. Real quick, can I touch back on the that are possible? Has anyone else heard this trade about Waller maybe going anywhere from the Raiders? I did hear that. I heard I, that I, recently. No, I, that, I know this is a lot of smoke and this is a lot of, because it's weird that, the Raiders and Green Bay would make another trade that was blockbuster, but there, there's a lot of talk about it. And, you know, I was watching a couple different shows and they brought it up. Um, you guys think there's anything to that? No, just because the last, the last thing I saw was, was a zero chance from the Raiders. Yeah. Um, but we've also heard that before just because they, that's what they say to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't, isn't Ma- Waller 30? He's, he's old. Yeah, he is old. Um, the The quarterback for Green Bay is pretty old too, so maybe they're just trying to get one year in there. The um, quarterback from Green Bay does not like tight ends. There, you, that was his, exactly that's, what that I was, was my. Say. I was gonna say yeah. historically does not like tight ends. Fantasy, he uses them in the playoffs and it works, but, but man. I mean, if, if he's never had fewer people to throw to, so maybe <laughs> they would do this. I in in our expert one of our dynasty leagues, I did pick up Foster Moreau, total speculative pickup. Just I that. saw that. I yeah, saw that. Good you pick. know, if he goes great. If he doesn't, like Waller's still pretty old, so maybe he becomes something. I don't know. What do you think, Nick? You think there's anything to that? You think he moves? Like, let's say theoretically, if if Green Bay is and there's some kind of you know something going on there, do you think other teams are starting to notice? Like, okay, Raiders might be getting willing to get rid of Waller. Do you think Waller stays in Raider in a Raider uniform? I don't think Derek Carr can throw to that many people and keep like. Like I don't, I'm not meaning it as a bad thing for Derek mm-hmm. Carr. I think Derek Carr is a decent quarterback. So and many I, options over I there. I right think now. in real life he's a decent quarterback until it's fourth and he throws it away. But I don't like. I don't think he can spread the ball around to that many people. Right. And I think that with Devonte Adams going there, I think it makes Waller expendable. So plus with his age. I, I could see it. I could see him going somewhere. And he's not the prototypical tight end that you think of. So he could go to Green Bay. And I think Aaron could 
find him over and over and over and over and over again. Um, so it could, I mean, he doesn't only run tight end, he runs out of the slot and he runs, you know, all yeah. over. So, well, the way they use I tight ends now is like a hybrid situation totally. where they line and up as wide receivers. He's like the hybrid. I mean, yep. you know, for as tall and as, you know, tall as he is, he still runs very well and runs routes very well. He's, he's not uh, a blocking tight end. So I could see it. Yeah. It I was mean, just, it was interesting when I saw it because uh, you think Waller, you're like, that guy's not going anywhere. And then you hear something like that. You're like, actually that yeah. does make sense that maybe they'd move on from him at this point. I also have no clue what his contract looks like. I think he signed one recently. I like thought. within the last two years, yeah. but, but I think it was just good money. I don't think it was top tight end money. That was my impression. And I'm, yeah. I'm guessing I don't remember, but yeah, I, and I Gruden, could, Gruden was originally the one that was just fully enamored. And that's true. Actually. Yeah. Good reason. I forgot I mean, about he that. said yeah. like, you know, there's no one on in, in the league he'd rather start a team with or something something crazy like that. So, you know, obviously Gruden's gone. And Lafleur over in Green Bay is a pretty good offensive mind. If he wants to try to do something like, say, the Patriots have done with two tight ends, you know, you got Tanyan and you got Waller together, all of a sudden you don't need three receivers necessarily. So Right. That also, though, begs the question that now that McDaniels is now – in Las Vegas, and he is straight on from the Belichick. Maybe he wants to give you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought I wanted to get your guys' opinions on that because when I saw that, it kind of caught me off guard. I was, like, hey, you just don't think you'd see something like that. He's such a high-profile name on such a team that you're like, this is stacked. They're going to make a run, and then you hear that move. That's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lot of talk. There's not a lot of concrete evidence there, but just to hear that somebody brought that up and it's enough that. You know, certain analysts are talking about it. it makes you wonder a little yeah. bit. It was yeah. enough to make me make a move. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. This week's show is brought to you by the great people at A&J Party Supply and Rental Shop. They have all your party needs. Doesn't matter if it's a wedding, birthday, prom, or graduation party. They have what you need. They have a great selection of party supplies and rentals, and they'll happily deliver for your next occasion. May even get to see friend of the show, Ben Murray. They're located here at Chico at 1801 Esplanade. Find them online at www.ajparty.com. All right, let's uh, let's talk trades. Guys, let's go through these. I'm going to kind of, I've pulled some trades from different leagues. I've pulled some different types of leagues. One quarterback, super flex, super flex tight end. They are all dynasty trades, though, because that's kind of what we're going through right now. But I'm just kind of going to run through them, and we'll just, we'll talk them through. We'll see which side we like, why. And hopefully we don't like them all the same, just so we get a little discussion going on. But the first one is a super flex. It's a super flex league. One team is giving up DK Metcalf. And in return, they are getting Debo Samuel and a 2023 20, second. Joe, first thoughts. First thoughts is that this is a bit of a wash. Um, I think Debo and a second are worth a lot, assuming things don't change much. Okay. DK Metcalf is a stud. He's going to have not a lot of great quarterbacking going his way. But I do think he's a huge target. I think he will thrive in a situation where he doesn't have necessarily a great quarterback. I think he'll still be fine. Um, that being said, I like Debo and the 2023 20, second better. Um, but I, I am okay with this trade. Um, 
I'm kind of on the other end of this. I actually think it's very lopsided. Um, even with Debo's uncertain future, he is uh, going to prevail wherever he ends up and the way that any team's going to use him. Um, the 2023 draft class is going to be incredible. Um, even if you get a second round, that's going to be fantastic in a dynasty. With DK Metcalf's uncertain quarterback you know, future, who's throwing to him, exactly what's going to happen there. And the fact that he drops balls all the time, it seems like. Um, I got to say, you're getting Debo in a second round for DK Metcalf. I jump all over that. Yeah, I absolutely love this trade for the Debo side. I am, I've been on record. I am not a DK fan in the (laughs) slightest. I think he is the biggest diva. I think that he is not even as close to as good as Russ made him look for one year. I think he can have very big games, but I don't like him. I have traded every share I have. I got good good return for him. I would rather have Debo by himself than DK, and the second to me just blows it out of the water. If I was doing this trade, I would smash except the Debo Samuel in the second, and then I would instantly turn around to sell Debo. That's what I would do. And I, That's smart. I want DK to be good. I He's... Not on a team that I love, but I just I like his energy. I do think he's a diva. Oh, I think he's such an asshole. I don't <laughs> want I want nothing to do with him. There is only one thing that makes me the biggest fan, that's when he caught Buddha Baker. That yeah, that no, single you. that single anomaly right there made me the biggest fan of his. And I know he drops passes, and I think he's a very he's a above average wide receiver, but I don't think he's great yet. He could be. But that makes me want him to be good, but just watching some of the routes he runs, watching him drop some of the easiest passes and not knowing who's going to throw to him, who if they're going to be able to hit him in the letters or throw it above his head or into the ground, i just so uncertain. I wish he was good. He's not that good for Debo in a second round. So The Buda Baker thing is the only thing he's ever done that wasn't selfish, and I guarantee you he only did it to show off his speed. He did it. I've watched that a million times. That's being conservative. That was so much fun to watch when he caught him. He the gap close was so much fun. Totally. It, that yes, and nothing to do with him. I know, and and nothing to do with fantasy. That just made me a fan of him. But anyway, yeah. I'm gonna get uh, Nick a DK jersey. This is. <laughs> I'm gonna you were a fan, but whoa, D, DK gonna, diva. The the Shannon Sharp thing threw me. Like I was already anti DK in fantasy and I was anti DK in football. And then the Shannon Sharp thing just talk about the Shannon Sharp thing. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. Um Shannon Sharp called him out for I don't remember exactly what it was for running a bad route or dropping a ball. I don't hundred percent remember what it was. But he called him out on Twitter and DK went back at him and was like basically I'm I don't remember the exact but basically it was like let me know when you can hold my jock strap. <laughs> And then the public kindly reminded him that Shannon Sharp is a <laughs> Hall of Famer. And he tried to backtrack and was like, oh, my bad, dog. <laughs> like, um, and I know I'm not, I'm not even a Shannon Sharp fan. Like, I'm not. But to yeah. not understand even at all who you're talking to, and I know that we're yeah. older, we know who right, Shannon right. Sharp is, but like... You got to know your lane. In his defense, he probably just knows him as Shannon and Skip Bayless. Which yeah. I, I, underst- <laughs> I understand that. But you're also like if you're in the NFL, you should love football to the point of you should know that he's a freaking Hall of Famer. Right. 
Fun fact. I, and I don't like him. I think he's. I hate that show. I hate <laughs> Shannon Sharp. I don't hate him, but I don't think he's what he. But I mean, ugh, hated it. Fun right, fact: people? I'd still take a Depot Samuel and Skip Bayless for DK Metcalf and Dynasty. <laughs> God, that's the worst. I, me. I, I don't think I could take either one. I would trade everything I own to not have Skip Bayless yeah, anywhere. Yeah, on this planet. I think I would take DK Metcalf over Skip Bayless. <laughs> Hey, quick note here. We should, since we're talking trades and fantasy perspective, um, you can have some scruples. Like if you, you, you know, some guys, some people wouldn't have Ben Roethlisberger on their team due to prior incidents. Um, you know, a guy being a diva, you trying to win fantasy or not? Like I'm completely, okay with having a diva agree. on my 100%. team. 100%. I completely agree. 100%. Good point. Good point. That is a very strong point. I don't think he's good in fantasy as well. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah, I mean, that's what I, I think Russ made him look very good one year. Okay. Yeah. I just one like, yeah, yeah. Damn. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How many years have you been in the league? Let's go. This is third year, right? We're going to scroll through. I'm going to be shefty right now. Scrolling through my, my two phones, trying to figure some, let stuff me just out. pause. All right. We had to take a quick break. We had to look up DK Metcalf. Joe, you said he's what? Five and 11 in the last two years? Yeah, so ranked. first year in the league, he was, you know, 31st. Then he went five, and then he went 11. Um, and last year, 11 was with um, Russ missing three games, I think I saw. Three or four games, and then Russ was real bad for the first two games he was back, right? Like, Russ scored less than 10 points. Okay. But um, he also yeah. had one game over 100 yards. Right. And he scored three touchdowns in week 17 and hadn't scored one in seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm obviously not correct, but I still think that a lot of that is Russ. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would definitely say that Debo, if in the similar situation or goes somewhere that works, he will, he will outscore him. Like I get that. I I just think DK is still highly valuable. So you know, if you prefer one over the other, you know that's that's a reasonable trade. Twenty three second might be a bit much to add on to that, but I'm not outraged by it. I'm also worried how much it already shows DK whining and complaining on the sidelines. What he's going to do when his quarterback is not. Russ Wilson, where you can't do that to him. You can't go to your Hall of Fame quarterback and tell him he's not good. What is he going to do when his quarterback really isn't good, one, and two, doesn't have the resume that he does where he can go up to him and just tell him he's the worst? Yeah. I don't know. I know. We'll see. We I, hear, see. I, I do hear your diva part of it, but I will say I still want him to be good. He's just – I think it's his future is so random right now, and you just don't know, and that's such a tough thing, so – like I said, Debo in the second rounder, absolutely over DK. Let's all just real quick. I don't want to go too far off the rails here, but who starts more games for the Seahawks, Drew Locke or Geno Smith? Oh man, I think Baker. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't an option, Nick. Pick it. <laughs> I I don't think either. Okay, out of those two, Geno. Okay, for sure. I think out of those two, Geno. I know they have they have Drew Locke as the starter. Um, but why wouldn't it be Gino to start? Gino was decent when he... Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get into that, but it'll be interesting to see. All right. Second trade is also a super flex trade. One side is T. Higgins and a 23 second for Jerry Judy, the 22nd 
and a 23 first. Matt, what side do you like? I really, really enjoy uh, Cincinnati's offense right now. I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, with Burrow and everyone clicking on that squad, you know, went to the Super Bowl. Uh, and any draft pick you get in the 2023 is fantastic. But, my God, Jerry Judy's route running with Russell Wilson, that is terrifying. And then you're getting a first and a second for next year, or a second for this year. I got to go with the Jerry Judy trade. Um, like I said, I like T Higgins, but Jerry Judy, I think is better talent. And then you get these extra picks. It's for me, it's a no brainer and I'm pretty lopsided on it. Yeah. I think that the picks, I mean, a 23 first, that's, you know, the 23 class is going to be really good. Plus it's super flex. So quarterbacks are going to go even where that pick, even if it ends up being late, it's still going to have good value. The two one, I mean, that's, that's basically a first round pick. This year, it's not going to be as great, but there will be some pretty solid wide receivers there. I am worried that T. Higgins is going to have really big games and then kind of games that are I just feel like their offense, I feel like Joe Mixon is going to be better this year. Their offensive line is better this year. I think T. Higgins at the end of the year will have a really good season, but I'm worried about a lot more like up and down games. So I think I would go Jerry Judy. Just the picks to me, I like the picks a little bit better. And then Jerry Judy having a good quarterback this year. I think I would take that side too. What would you do, Joe? Yeah, sorry. I know you wanted point and counterpoint here, but I'm I'm with you guys. I Jerry Judy and T. Higgins, straight toss up. Yeah. T. Higgins by hair. Um, you know, you know I'm excited about the Broncos next year. But the yeah, the picks sway it for me. I'm hands down on the bottom side. I'll take Judy at twenty three first and a two one this year. Yeah, sure. I think that's a good way. I think you're right. I think Higgins is slightly better in my book to me, but not for a first and a really great second. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Who do you think gets more points this year? Higgins or Judy? Fantasy-wise. End of the year. I think Higgins, and I think it'll be like, I think Higgins will be in the 12 to 15 range of wide receivers, and I think Jerry Judy will be around number 20 to 22 but i don't think the points will be like that huge and and the picks i mean getting a 23 first what do you think joe i'm kind of that's what i meant when i said like i'll take higgins a little bit on that but the picks sway me so i yeah i would guess i'd say higgins but uh, you know it's not not a huge difference but would you be surprised if jerry judy came out and no just no 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 had 115 catches i mean not at all yeah i mean, yeah, i could i could see it with yeah. russ yeah, everyone is so excited to see this Denver offense. Just Sutton, Judy, and just Wilson just cooking. This is going to be so much fun. For sure. With Javante. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one. This is a big super flex. This is a, the, the quarterbacks. All right, you get Justin Herbert. He is the man. And in return, you get Antonio Gibson, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, a 22 second, we'll call it mid round because it doesn't say what it actually is, and then a 23 first. Joe, who do you what do you got? Man, I I'm on the Justin Herbert side. You and would I, be. I would be because Matt and I made a trade. I got Herbert and DeAndre Hopkins. I gave up Ryan Tannehill, Odell Beckham. Darnell, and this is back in November of last year. So this is before Odell got hurt, the whole thing. Ryan Tannehill, Odell Beckham, 
Mooney from Chicago, a 23 first and second, a 22 first, a 22 second, and a 24 second. Whew. Yeah. So I'm on the Herbert side. Herbert is amazing, and he's going to be good for a long time. Um, there are nice pieces on the other side of that. The quarterbacks are certainly not proven. They are young, and that could turn out fantastic. Your 23 first is lovely. You still don't know. It's still a gamble. Um, 22 seconds, same thing. And Gibson is nice, um, but not spectacular. So assuming this is what you need, assuming you, you have a pretty good team already, and you're just adding a stud quarterback and giving up some youth, I love that. Likewise, if your team is booty and you have Justin Herbert, not much else, the other side works, but give me Justin Herbert. Yeah, I agree with Joe on this. This is a um, you know transparency on whether your team is making a run or if you're rebuilding, and this has a lot to do with what the other side of your bench looks like, who is on your team and what kind of move you're making. If you are making a run and you need that one piece to make it happen, this is going to be a great trade. If you know you're rebuilding, you're not going to get to the playoffs and you're able to get young talent like Gibson, Lance and Wilson, who Lance and Wilson are that next generation of possibly great quarterbacks in fantasy, maybe not in, you know, professional football, but in fantasy, that is a great move. And if you just have to give up that one player to do it, that is a solid base, especially when you're getting picks, you're getting an RB one, possibly two great quarterbacks with two picks. That's huge. And if you just have to give up one quarterback, that's a pretty easy, uh, move to make i think that it is an overpay for justin herbert i think that it's uh, it's there's more there than what justin herbert is worth and i am on the justin herbert side (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean for his age what he's already done for them bringing his wide receivers back for them helping off his offensive line but i think you nailed it if it's if you're in a rebuild and you had you know Justin Herbert, you would have been a bad team when you drafted him. You're probably still a bad team. That's a great haul to yeah. get you know to get two quarterbacks, especially if Trey Lance is the starter. You don't even have to see him play if he's named the starter and they change Jimmy G. You can flip him instantly and get more picks or get you know something more. And yeah, I'm love Antonio Gibson I have him everywhere but yeah that and when Joe and I did make that trade I am in love with Justin Herbert I think he is a fantastic quarterback I'm a big quarterback guy I dropped him way too early um and he was you know kind of that centerpiece of my team but what I got in return with those picks I couldn't turn it down knowing that with the lineup I had and what the opportunity was presented with me I knew that Joe was making a run and he could possibly, you know, he's going for it, but he's going to give me future, mm-hmm. you know, in that trade. I couldn't turn it down. Well, and initially you, you told me like, hey, kick rocks. Like Justin yeah, Herbert's my guy. Like yeah. I'm going to build around him. It's like, okay. And I, so I threw the kitchen sink at you. And yeah. you're like, oh, actually. And it know? just got to that point where I was like, I, I, as much as I want to root for this guy, because I still root for him. He, even Justin Herbert's one of those guys. He's not on your team. You still root for him because he's so much fun to watch unless you're playing him that week. <laughs> and. But in that situation, I, you know, like you said, you gave me so many picks and you gave me, you know, Odell, who was past his prime, but on now on a hot offense. Mm-hmm. And it was very just it was very appealing that yeah. I said, OK, I'm giving up this, but I could possibly be gaining so much more in the long run. You're making this run now. 
I'm looking a little bit in the future. And like I said, in this trade specifically on the one we're looking at right here, it really depends what the rest of the lineup looks like. And if it looked like anything like we and I had, I completely understand it. Yep. Yep. I, I, I agree. I agree with that. Definitely. All right. We'll move along to the next trade. This trade Cooper cup and a 23 third and exchange. You get Mark Andrews, Elijah Mitchell, and two fourths, a 23 fourth and a 24 fourth. Joe, which side do you like? I like the Andrews, Mitchell, and the fourths. And you know, I do not enjoy fourth round picks. Um, Mark Andrews is really good. <laughs> he yeah. is a absolute top, top tier tight end. He fits super well in that system. Elijah Mitchell is very good and probably going to get better, um, especially, I know we talked a lot about this, the Debo episode, right? But if Debo takes a step back from handoffs, end rounds, whatever, Elijah Mitchell is going to eat more. Um, as you bring Trey Lance along, um, you have to respect his running ability too, and you're not going to overthrow Trey Lance right out the gate. I think Elijah Mitchell is very valuable. Cooper Cup is a freaking stud. I, I, I don't know that he can do it again. Um, he's going to be very good, but I think, again, this is an interesting one where you got to look at your roster because we got a receiver on one side, we got a tight end, a running back on the other. So a lot depends on need. Um, Cooper Cup is great, but I will take Andrews, an automatic start, stud tight end, and Elijah Mitchell, who's only on his way up with a lot of youth over a very good but aging Cooper Cup. Yeah, I'm with Joe on this one. Um, I do have Elijah Mitchell in a few leagues, and he is absolutely fantastic, and he really proved himself very quickly in an offense that uses a lot of running backs, especially when you have, you know, the running backs they have all the time that they could just, you know, sub in and sub out. They used him as a bell cow in an offense that does not do that. So he definitely has a future with that San Francisco offense. And Mark Andrews has just proven himself time and time again. Uh, Lamar Jackson loves him. I feel like... Yeah, I got to side with the uh, Elijah Mitchell-Mark Andrews trade. Uh, the forts don't do much for me, but Cooper Cup is, I think he hit his pinnacle. i do not saying he's not going to be great for the next few years. He will be, but he is going to decline, I think, a little bit, and you have some future here in the other trade. Yeah, again, we're going to all agree here. I think Mark Andrews, what he brings to you at tight end just is better than what you can get at another position. I mean, he's the tight end is the position where there's what three of them and then everybody else, right. you know, Cooper cup, even as great as he was last year, wasn't so far ahead of the next, you know, wide receiver and wide receiver two, wide receiver three and stuff like that. So, and yeah, the picks don't matter to me both, even the 23 third, I mean, unless it's the three one, you know, would maybe, but the threes and the fours can go. Sometimes those picks are just garnished. They right, really are right. just a little bit of like, all right, I get it. Okay, I'll go for it. I, last year in a Dynasty League, in December, we were making a playoff run. My team was stacked. I think I was, I'd only had one or two losses, and I decided I needed to beef up, so I traded for Cooper Cup. And looking at it, I don't love it. <laughs> I <laughs> traded uh, DJ Moore a 23 firsts and then a splattering of thirds and fourths, but it was every draft pick I had. Um, and cup helped. I mean, he was really good last year 
Um, unfortunately, I, I lost in the, oh, the championship man. game. Threw the um, sink at it and didn't get it. And then actually turned around and sold Cooper Cup right away for Dobbins in a second, which I probably could have got more. But I just think Cup is going to get closer to what he's been the last few years, which is a awesome wide receiver. I just don't think he's going to be wide receiver one again. Yeah, it's, t- it's tough to say with that. Yeah. Okay, this is the last trade we're gonna we're gonna be pulled here. It's a super flex league. It's got a lot of big names, no picks this time, but one side, Hunter Henry, Christian McCaffrey. On the other side, Drondre Hopkins, Darren Waller, Aaron Jones. Maddie, which side do you like? You know, I gotta go with this Hopkins Waller Jones side of it. Um even with you know, the weapons that Green Bay lost. Jones has proven himself. I know he's on his way out. He's on the backside of his prime over there with Green Bay. Um, you're still getting these reliable names with Hopkins and Waller. Uh, Hunter Henry is going to be great in New England, especially, you know, with Belichick. Um, and Mac Jones is a stud, so he's going to get the ball a lot. But CMC is just so hit and miss, and I want him to be good. I want him to be great again. He's so much fun to watch. But because it's such a lottery pick with that situation – I do like the um, basically the variety you're getting on the other side of it. You're getting a wide receiver, a tight end, and a running back, and all of those guys have been in the top five consistently for a while now. So they have had years that are off, but just having those guys on your team, I'm with it. I like Hopkins, Waller, Jones. I'm, I'll take the other side. Finally, I get to <laughs> I get to disagree. It's okay to be um, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing. Um, yeah. I, I, broken record yes it depends on what you have what you need i like i like hunter henry in new england i think he's settling in now i think he's going to be very good um john smith i think is clearly the second tight end um so i think hunter henry is going to be good there and i think mccaffrey's upside is worth it um if he's healthy i get it big well it's a risk but i think his potential to put up 35 points whenever he's healthy is worth it um Jones, yeah, a little starting, starting to maybe lose some some carries to Dylan. Maybe getting a little older. He's got, I think he's got good years left. Um, good Waller, getting older. Renfro established himself. Adams coming over. I don't think he's quite as as high up there as he has been in the past. I think Henry will be at least as good, if not better, next year. Hopkins um, potential there with Christian Kirk leaving and AJ Green older and but he is also getting older as well. So um, I think the Hopkins Waller Jones side is solid for next year. Like you'll be happy. They'll do well for you. I think Henry and McCaffrey has a bigger uh, or a higher ceiling, I would say. So I, I err on the side of McCaffrey and Henry. If you can afford to give up three to get two, I think you have a better potential for big points there. Real quick. Last time Christian McCaffrey got 35 points for you. For me, I have for, never for, had for anyone, for anyone on any roster last season. Okay, not 35 exactly, but 30 points. 30 plus, yeah. November 2019. Okay, what is... Last year, 18, 19, 4, 10, 16, 18, and 3. Wait, I think... Right, so yeah, his first two games coming out healthy, 25 and 24, um, injured, and then I was also and, looking at a PPR league. Sorry. Yeah, and definitely last year. I'm no, I'm completely with you. I think yeah. I want McCaffrey to have 35 points, but that's the risk I feel like with CMC, and that's what's terrifying. It's just it totally. is. Totally. I want him to get 35 points because he is the most 
electric player. I mean, he's up there with Debo when he's out there. You hate playing against him. You love him on your team. But those, I think those 35-point games, I mean, they're very few far in between now and incredibly rare for him. I think that McCaffrey is younger than most people think. McCaffrey's 25 years old. <laughs> he is. <laughs> it's amazing he's, he's 25 because yeah. he feels like he's 35. Like he just, been, it feels like he's been around forever. He's been injured the last couple years, which I don't think they're ever going to give him the workload that he was had where he was playing 90% of snaps and stuff like that. But he can score you 30 points a game. Those other three guys are going to struggle to score 30 points combined i know that aaron jones is the man and can score he'll get three four touchdowns every now and then so of course those games are going to happen but like to me those three guys are all guys i'm trying to move on from this year i don't think i would have mixed them all together and tried to make this trade for christian mccaffrey i think i would have tried to spread them out a little bit and get kind of smaller pieces yeah that makes sense i see what you're saying but they're all three guys that I want to move on from right now, mm-hmm. right now. I don't even want them to start games. I want to move on from all three of those guys, and I'll happily take Christian McCaffrey. Hunter Henry doesn't move the needle for me. There's a chance, especially this year, that you lose that trade. Hopkins, Waller, and Jones outscore him every week, and you know that, that could ha- easily happen. But I would risk it to have McCaffrey and have him be able to do that, what he can bring to the table for those three guys. Oh, that, he, he's that a league would, winner and a week winner for sure. He right. will have those games. Absolutely. I, I hear you guys on that one for mm-hmm. sure. And just to touch on that Hunter Henry thing, uh, he moves the needle for me. Um, he, dating back to 2016, has never been worse than 14. And he was seven last year. But it, if you look at the tight end position – from tight end six to tight end 14 are like a touchdown and a half a season. And the difference between tight end six and tight end three is like 30, 40 points. So, right. Oh, there's a tier. There's a tier. At six, anybody can be a six. Right. So I guess that's what I mean. He doesn't necessarily move the needle like, oh man, I need Hunter Henry. But when we talk about a lot of people are like, oh, well, Waller top tier, like the difference between Waller and Henry, I I think I'm kind of on the I got same you. page with I got you. you. Whereas, yeah, like that that wash, right? And yeah. then you look at okay, the yeah. I, I think I, I think yeah. for sure. I think if this trade at this time last year, you would have been like, oh, Waller for sure. He's the man. Like, yeah. But I agree with you. Right now, you're totally right. Those two, yeah, could wash for me. And yeah. it's gonna be hard to say, you know, what kind of weeks Waller's gonna put up when he's, you know, with Aaron over in Green Bay. Hmm. <laughs> which will just mean that Aaron Jones does not get four touchdowns for you guys listening at home. Joe is smoking a cigarette over here after hearing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Debo and Waller, like, whew, you are setting the table for me here. I don't know if there's enough what? cheddar in Wisconsin. <laughs> for that. <to> <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we talked some trades that people have done. I want to talk a little bit about how we do trades. We're going to, probably stick to dynasty mostly because that's kind of what we're going through right now we'll probably revisit this during the season to to talk to you about trades for for redraft but i want to know i want to know one how you how you start a trade what do you do if you you know not like i look through the lineup so i want to find people but once you found somebody that you want to trade for and trade with what is your go-to move i mean what do you you know 
I deal with you guys. I'm in a lot of leagues with you, so I kind of know some of the stuff, but I want to hear from your guys' point of view, and I want to tell my point of view too. But, Matt, when you found a guy and you want to make a trade, how do you start a trade? There's a text. It's immediately a text. Um, I I don't like sending a, a trade out of nowhere. I do like to touch base with someone. I like to find out how they're feeling. I'm like, hey, so notice that you have, you know, Hunter Henry, and are you how are you feeling about him? Do you want something for him? You know, what what are you thinking? And then I kind of move on from there. I like to, you know, touch on base with everyone. Some people don't want to move at all, and sometimes that's, you know, you can just end it right there. Yeah. I am the opposite. I want to send I send a trade offer out first. I like never send the text. And I've seen it from your point of view where you set you because I get the texts and I'm like, okay, sweet. Now I got to start it. And I started looking. I feel like a lot of times we'll be like, okay, here's our thought process. Or we'll be like, ah, no, we're not close, which saves us a lot of denying, countering, doing that. But I am completely the opposite. I like, I send out the blind, like just a trade offer just pops up. Just the feeler. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm not though. Like, I'm not one of those. I know a lot of guys in some of my leagues, they do the, hey, I'm really, I'm interested in, you know, Cooper Cup. So here's Cooper Cup for a third. What do you think? (laughs) You know, and I'm not that. I try to send a trade out that I feel like is, you know, at least they have to think about it. That's my goal. I hate when like a trade gets instantly denied. I'm like, what was it? Was it bad? That's why I like reach out. Right, right. Was it bad? Did you hate it? Was it, was it not even close? Were we that far off? Yeah. But yeah, I am more like the silent, just ding, you get an alert and there it is. How do you do it, Joe? How do you? Um, more more that way where I'll send something out, I'll look and I'll, I'll be a little thoughtful. So it could go one of two ways. So one, like the example you give where I see someone I like or I think that would be a great fit for my team. More often than not, I will look at the other person's team, assess what they need so that, yes, they have to think about something I offer, even if it's not you know the best initial offer. At least we're getting the ball rolling. Um, I think, you know, AJ in our league is a great example of someone that will communicate back, right? So I'll send something out and he'll respond either like either just counter and it's it's similar or he'll say something along the lines of trying to keep youth in this league. um, You know, I like so and so that you gave. What, What else do you think? You know, he'll you know, he'll give something very constructive back. Um, if certain people I know, um, and I'm just, you know, I don't even know where to start. I'm like, Hey, is this a possibility? What are you looking for? Um, and then I can make something of a better offer, but yeah, I like the idea of throwing out a trade just to kind of get the feelers out there. Maybe they get excited and they're like, Oh geez, I didn't even think that guy was available. Boom. Um, and then we can get into details later, but that's, that's kind of the go-to move is throw something out there that's reasonable that shows what you're interested in what you think they might be interested in and then you can either dialogue back and forth um but yeah if it turns into eight different players in the counter right. i'm not sure that's helpful so maddie i know <clears throat> i know you like to text and i know you're good with that I, we've texted back yeah, and absolutely. forth through a lot of it how do you feel when you get the blind just ding trade offer? Like, what is your what's your thought process? Like, do you are you okay with that? Do you not like that? Like, no, absolutely love it. Actually, um, I'm not the one to initiate that, but I do love it. It's when you get that blind trade offer, it is almost like Christmas. It's you do exciting. you're like, oh my 
my goodness, like this yeah. is fantastic. Even if you don't want to do it, you're like, okay, someone's interested in someone on my team. I feel special. It's fantastic. <laughs> but um, that is a great feeling. And it's good to know that someone is interested on someone on your team. But that, like I said, that's not the way I tend to do business because I like to gauge people's reaction when I say, hey, what do you think about this? I like the one-on-one because that way, even if you're kind of being coy, you can kind of gauge like, okay, so that's going to be a possibility. I might be able to move the needle this way a little bit or get a little side chatter going this way. Um, and you kind of feel the worth for your player for someone else. So I do like the blind trade, but initially for me, I do like that immediate gratification where I'm like, okay, I mean business. I want to know. I like this player on your team. How are you feeling about this player on your team? Do you like him? Do you not like him? And, you know, I got to say, like, a good percentage of the time, a lot of people are like, well, I'm open to anything. And that's usually the case. But sometimes, you know, it is able to kind of gauge what you're able to offer. Because sometimes you're going to be able to save yourself a little bit. You're going to be able to save a pick or maybe a player, like a wide receiver two instead of a wide receiver one. I think that is actually very a good thing because I'll do that a lot where I'll send a trade out and it's accepted instantly, you know? And I'm like, Oh, oh shit. Dang. <laughs> you know? like, like, did I, did I give up way too much? Cause there was no thought process to that, you know? So I think, yeah, that probably really helps for you for myself. I don't feel good at selling either selling my players or trying to undersell your players, I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, it feels weird to me. So I'm not good at like even trying to sell my own guys, even trying to be like, Hey, my guy's really good. You should want him. You know, I just feel right, like, of course, well then why don't you want him or something, you know? So for me, like, I don't know that that is my like hiccup. That's my holdup. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk to you about it totally because I don't want to do both ways. I don't want to sell my players. I don't want to try to undersell like, I don't know. That's it's weird. That's how, but that's how. Like for me, I want it to be like, here. You look at it. You think about it, and then I'm gonna, you know, like I don't want anything to do with it until you until you decide one way or the other, and then you can come at me. I, and I don't know. That's that's like a weird thing it, that I have. But it's like an awkward middle school dance. You're just like, totally. I don't know. Should I or should you or what's going on here? Yeah, but we yeah. dance with our arms extended. You know, <laughs> holding on. At the was waist. that cool? It was. I don't. Was it not cool? You tell me. <laughs> so you can. I mean, you can argue a player's merits up and down, right? That that's to be like, oh, this guy has so much potential. This guy, blah blah blah. This system. Uh, for me, it's more about roster composition so like man yeah. like you have maybe two starting running backs like let me give you this guy who he's not going to set the world on fire but he is a pretty good running back and you need running backs you might have to overpay because this receiver i want is a little bit better but you need a running back you give me that guy and then we'll sprinkle in whatever pick you need to make it happen so that that's kind of my my approach um, I also, <laughs> one, th- one thing that went down in one of our leagues where I, I kept sending a few trades, like I would send a few options, right? Like it'd be, um, Jordan Love was the player in question, right? And I would send Jordan Love and I didn't know what he wanted because I got nothing back. So I'd send Jordan Love with picks. I would send Jordan Love with a running back. And I would, you know, I, even a couple of times I would take a different player because I, I can't remember what it was. I needed a receiver or whatever. And I would get that. And then finally, like four picks later, it's like, can you please stop sending me Jordan Love? Nobody wants him. It's like, well, 
okay, okay, like that would have been cool after some the first feed, one. Some like, feedback would, would be have nice. Stopped. Yeah. Um, and then you know, fast forward three months later, you I, made the trade. I made the trade. He took Jordan Love, and I got way more for him. So it was like I remember that. Fantastic. That was actually a lot of fun on the thread watching oh that watching God. that drama go down. That was a good time. But yeah, like honestly, like you know, at first I, he wasn't trying to be a dick. He was just like seriously, like enough. But I was like, hey, just you know, tell me the first time, and then that cuts that off and maybe yeah. I can send you some different or at least we're not all wasting our time and see and that's the fear I have when I send my I don't like doing the blind trade only because of that reason because I feel like I'm going to be in the dark where it's as I like to get you know that text where I'm just like hey what are you feeling about this just kind of feel it out and kind of yeah. nitpick it and so I think there's pros and cons that every way we're totally. doing it and that's my I don't want to be like am I wasting my time right now and so if I someone think you should be able to do that but the like you have to be able to respond to a text yeah. or a, a trade right so I think blind trade should be great because those are fun. Just like you yeah, said. Oh, it's, like it's like Christmas. Yeah. I love that. It pops yeah. up like, oh, who knows yeah. what this could be? This is awful. But it's like, <laughs> like, oh, man, that's awful. Then you have to you have to give them something like, yeah. man, that's that's not even close. Or like, oh, hey, I like so Agreed. and so. But let's let's look at this. Yeah. But if you either just deny it blind or you counter with something wildly different and it's like, oh, man, we've we're, we're nowhere. Yeah. Let's exactly. at least like get a little communication so we can get on the same page. Exactly. Yeah. I think I've. I've actually reached out to Sleeper. That's where most of our, I think all of our now, all of our leagues are on Sleeper. And I've reached out to them multiple times and just said, and they've kind of helped a little bit, but I've said, can I get a read receipt that says that they've seen the trade? That would be great. You know, you can, now it does send it in their message and it tells you when they've seen the message, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like, like, if they've seen the message, it'll show you that they've seen it. But mm -hmm. it's not 100% because they come up in two different places. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, they could have looked at the trade and never gone to the message. And so the message shows nothing and the trade shows nothing. Because I just, if somebody, like, looked at it and I could see that they saw it, then I'm like, okay, if it go too long, hey, did you, you know, I've sent so many messages out like, hey, sent you something. And they're like, oh, really? Never saw it. Or they're like, yeah, I know. It's just sitting there. And it's like, well, dang, because that's my thing. How nerve wracking is it sending out a trade midseason and you put a couple key players out there and they don't respond and it's still there. It's not declined. It's not accepted. And you kind of want them to take it, but you have to pay attention to the news to make sure someone didn't twist their ankle, get <laughs> off the bus. And you finally just like, okay, forget it. I'm taking it off the table because I'm going to miss something here. Is, is deep, is deep on this podcast? Yeah. Deep. What up, man? Joe Griff. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> you could, you know, hit me back on some of those trades. That'd be cool. There was one, God, son deep, you son bitch. There was just, I sent like three trades and I let them sit there for entirely too long. It was the off season, but you never know. Like Matt says, you know, bad things happen. And then this son of a bitch sends me a trade and it's like, it was this new thing I hadn't even seen on Sleeper. It was like an expiring trade. It was yeah, like, which yeah, yeah. we're all familiar with, yeah. right? You let it last for one or two days. But it was like, it had like a bomb. It like alerted me when it was about to go off. Like, <laughs> God damn it, Deep. Like, you really going to alert me with a bomb when this thing's going to go off? So and it's I a Christmas present with a bomb? Two months later, <laughs> I can't get like Jonu Smith for an 18th round pick in 26. Like, what is going on? That is the thing, though. I hate when people don't respond to trades when they just like yeah. say something, say you're looking at it, say you're thinking at it. That's my thing is I'll, I'll look at, I'll get a trade and there'll be times I'm just like, yes, no, right away. If not, I'm going to let it sit there. I'm going to think about it for 10, 15, 20 minutes. If I go longer than that, 
that's when you'll get a message, I've you'll get a text, text you'll get yeah. something. You're like, I, I got to think. I got to I got to run some stuff through my head. I need to basically I need to talk it through other people, you know, and, and try to do that. But just to let them sit is, is so not tough. everyone's super active in the off season, But I take know. that as your chance. You get that notification. Keep those notifications on people. Yeah. Turn, get that notification. Do a little something. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps it entertaining. Yeah. I agree. Don't send out <laughs> bad trades. <laughs> Speaking of bad trades. Speaking of bad trades, let's get into the drunken trade of the week. Mm-hmm. I seriously don't even know if this is a real trade. I pulled it off Facebook. Um, this person is getting DK Metcalf and Devonta Smith and giving giving up Rashad uh, Bateman. And clearly, as you guys have all heard, how much I hate DK Metcalf. I'm all over the Bateman side here. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. not. I, I seriously, I don't. I don't understand this trade. I mean, for as much as I'm not on DK Metcalf, I mean Bateman is what number four on the team. Well, you know, judging from his team name, I would presume he thinks Bateman's on the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, who I don't... catches more passes, Bateman or Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> I like the upside of Bateman. I do, but totally the, the trade here would be Smith and Bateman for Metcalf, right? Right, right, and right. That's yeah, that's the trade. So Bateman, I mean, he he could be good, but there's absolutely no way this makes sense. I mean, he could become something similar to DK, but you're still losing the trade. Yeah, this more this looks more like a lost bet than it was an actual trade. Like, and that's kind of a you, you, this person really must just see something in Bateman. And is just over Metcalf and doesn't think that Smith's gonna, you know, turn out to be anything. But I really can't see the upside of this. I would love to have, you know, someone's dialogue on this and why they thought this was a good trade. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a good one. I can make arguments for why Bateman is a buy right now, and right. I can make arguments why both Metcalf and Smith are sells right now easily. But I can't make this trade make but to sense. Make, to make this <laughs> coincide with each other, yeah. yeah, this is almost impossible. Yeah, no, this is, I mean, yeah, there's no chance. And, of course, the person getting Metcalf and Smith is the one who sent it. Um, I mean, there's a chance that one Panthers fan is Bateman's mom. <laughs> okay. It really yeah. upsetting he went to yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, I, I made a trade for Bateman earlier Um very early this year and I got Bateman for Brandon Cooks who is clearly better than Bateman but aging and uh, Uzoma from the Bengals. Oh, I'd, I'd take Bateman in that all day. That, so that's I, it. To me, that's where the upside versus the current value totally. makes sense. Cooks is going to outscore him this year by a ton, but you'd think that yeah. could change. could change this year and going forward. I, I like that trade for you. Cooks I, is just aging like a fine wine. He just keeps going. How he does keeps, he keep doing it? I don't know, man. It is just wild because he keep he just shows up in the ninth, tenth, eleventh rounds, and you're just like, oh. I don't even know how old he is. Like, there's a chance he's like still 27 or something like that. <laughs> he still, yeah, he still runs. Like he, a, I think he like came out when he was like 16. He still runs like a four four forty. The guy's so goddamn fast. That's another. So a shout out to AJ again. That's another example of you know someone that kind of communicates and does something on trades. He sent me one, and at first I almost just denied it right away. Um, but I looked a little closer at it, and one one of them was was Cooks. And I go to look, and he he kind of talks to me. He's like, "Hey, you know, just so you know, like Cooks is better than you think. Like, just take make sure you take a look at it." Blah blah. blah. And yeah, I mean, 
He's like always like consistent. wide receiver 14. So consistent. 2015, 12, 8, 7, 14, real bad year in 19 he, concussions, yeah, probably yeah. 61. Then 15 and 20, and 20 on Houston. That was kind yeah. of dumpster fire. So, yeah. He yeah. does have like 12 concussions. That guy is so close, man. That is terrible. What did it did it show his age? How old is he? Uh, is he 29? 29. That's what my guess. I think, let's see. 30 by the start of the year. Yeah. That's yeah. That is probably about what but yeah he just he's super consistent and you're right for aj just to say that to yeah 28 20 28 wow, my 20. goodness the shit. that is still so young how still. many years has he played oh he came into the league at 2014 wow so 20 he so came eight in 20. years yeah yeah crazy good for him yeah. way to go good for him just remember guys when you're when you're sending out trades Joe mentioned it, and I wanted to get back on it. But look at the other roster. You know, I think the three of us, especially in the leagues that I'm in, are good at that. You know, if you if they already have a plethora of running backs, don't send them Melvin Gordon right now. <laughs> Unless know, they have Javante Williams. No, I mean, well, yeah, sure. I mean, for the handcuff, but don't send it to him as he's the number one of running course, back of to yeah, try yeah. to get you know the best wide receiver and you know stuff like that so just remember when you're doing a trade you have to make a trade that works for both sides you can win the trade i mean you know in your head you could get the better player or you can you know so-called win it or lose you know that part doesn't matter but you can't just get the best player available and give them something that they don't need at all my big thing i guess i should mention as one of my main tips for trading is I stack tight ends like they're going out of business. Like I always have as many tight ends as possible, especially the young guys. And a lot of times I don't even, you know, tight ends take a while to kind of come into themselves. And, you know, they always call it the third year breakout for a tight end and stuff like that. But you get some of these guys, like I had a bunch of Pat Fryermuth. Mm. He had a game or two and man, you can't take Pat Fryermuth and turn him into a top starting starting wide receiver, but Pat Fryermuth and Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. like now you can get to, you know wide receivers that you know can pop off because tight end, like I said, six to fourteen are the same guy. You know, and people, you know, especially when some people are hoarding them all the time, you you know, <laughs> you go out there and look and teams only have one or two and they're not one of the top guys. You flip that little tight end in there and yeah. pretty soon you can make it work. You're cooking with something. Yeah. And, you know, another point on the, the trade thing, too. Yeah. You don't want to make you don't want an initial offering to be really bad. But also if you're if you want the players in your league to get better at trades, if you want more trades to happen, sure, we're going to roast them on here. We can make fun of them a little bit. Give them something back. Like, hey, man, I think you're super far apart because of this X, Y, and Z. How would you feel about this? And if they still don't go for it, you're done. Move on. But if you give them a little something back, little understanding, like, hey, this is where I'm coming from, maybe they start sending out better trades. Maybe you guys can make a trade. Also, you just, like, shut it down. That's effing ridiculous you're they're probably not coming back to you and they may come back to you with garbage in your favor so be a little understanding offer something back feedback you know constructive criticism or like a counter offer 
makes makes a lot of difference and you can end up making trades having that open dialogue is huge you got to communicate a bit communicate deny the trade if it's sitting there (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean say say you saw it and you're you're thinking about it say yeah exactly say this is what i'm thinking why it doesn't work or you know all that is really going to help the league and and trades are so fun. They are so fun. They are there, a lot of there fun. There are trades. There, not everyone's trying to screw you on a trade. Right. You're like, God dang, that guy is loaded on quarterbacks. You probably don't want Mariota sitting on your roster. Holy shit, I don't have anything. I might want him as safety. And you yeah. end up getting something for that. You want people constantly coming at you because you I, may get something good. I just thought of this as you were as you were talking too. Sometimes when a trade is sent out, I feel like there's people that are like, why is he trying to send me that person? Yeah. You know, like, why are they trying to send me this? Are they trying to get me over? You hop on Twitter, see what's wrong with him. Well, go look at their roster. Mm-hmm. Even if the trade was sent to you, go look at their roster. And if they have six starting wide receivers and they're giving you a wide receiver, it's probably because they feel they can give up on that you're light like it's not that's like a good thing it's not always that they're trying to screw you over and send you it's you know a lot of times it's like i'll give up a really good i gave up dj Moore to get cooper cup i gave up dj Moore. i absolutely love dj Moore. i think he's one of my favorite players in the league but at the time it was like made sense i need to give him up because you know and and picks and all that and yeah there are there are people that are afraid like oh my god the league's gonna think i made a bad trade or i'm gonna get made fun of like man think about our our keystone our regular redraft league there was a stretch where there was like four or five trades in a row where we're just all over dude what are you thinking what are you doing this is trash and it went the exact opposite direction those trades all go that way that's how it goes don't be afraid. If you want to make a trade, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown. I mean, <laughs> for Cam Newton and Frank Gore. I was so excited for that trade. <laughs> I couldn't believe I was getting Cam Newton. I was, mm. yeah, you never know. For the wide receiver three now and a great quarterback. Let's be honest. We're not in this for the money, like winning the, winning the league, the prestige, the money is fun. Enjoy the league. Make trades. Right. Yep. Shuffle it up. Do stuff that's fun. Don't let it go stale on you. This is a good time with your friends. Yeah. Do yeah. your best to win, but enjoy yourself in yep. the process. 100%. 100%. Um, let's get out of here. A couple shout-outs. We had Matt Forrester and Greg Retzer. Ooh. Both signed up for Patreon. Oh, baby. Boom. Boys. Welcome, boys. I have sent Greg a Discord invite. Here's what we need to do. We need to get Greg Retzer in a fantasy football league. I think Greg Retzer only wants to do redrafts. So when new ones go, we'll we'll get him on there. I bet you we get Greg a lot on Discord during the regular season. I think we will, too. Yeah. No one wants to see Greg in a Formula One fantasy league. I'll tell you that. You do? You're winning all this money off it? (laughs) That's a different podcast, guys. (laughs) That's F1 on draft. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Anything else before we get out of here? Not at all. I'm excited for the draft on Thursday. It's going to be a good time this weekend. See where people go. I'm excited for that. Join Patreon. Give us a dollar. Join Patreon and get on our Discord. It's been super fun. We've been talking trash. We've been talking trades. We've been talking mock drafts. We're going to talk rookies. You might be able to win some beer. You can win some beer. (laughs) You make Matt take shots. 
mean, I mean, let's just. It could be. It could be any of us. It could be any of us. You might win some beer. Let's let's get interactive. I'm gonna let's do something else. I'm gonna do a four pack. Whoever can predict the Packers draft pick, all right, their very first pick, write down a name, put Green Bay Packers first pick, and give me a name. Whoever's right, I will do. If assuming multiple people are right, I will do a little, uh, little random draw, and we'll give out a four pack. I like that. All right, so let's hear it. Who's the Packers' first overall pick? They are one. I believe they have twenty-two and twenty-eight. Okay, I got it. So, and doesn't matter if they trade up or whatever. Whoever they select first in this draft, if you get that name right, you got a four pack coming your way. If multiple people guess the same answer, we'll do a random draw. But I someone, like it. Someone's getting a four pack. And I don't really like any of you, so I'm not going to give anybody a four-pack. Yeah. But next time I will. There we go. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Let us know if you have any feedback. It's really easy. Fantasyondraft at gmail.com. Unless you're on Patreon and Discord, it comes right to us. We get the alert. Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so easy. Cheers, friends. Tip your bartender. Cheers, guys. Take it easy, fellas.